Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And a good afternoon. Hope that you are doing well as we come to you here on Listen Up. We've got a lot to talk about with the uh, NFL playoffs. I'm telling you, folks, this is going to be fun yeah. this weekend. We got some big time games. We got some big time games. And, you know, if you're looking at the Raiders game on Sunday and you're looking at the opportunity, if you are looking at the Raiders now to get the playoffs with everything that they have gone through this year, I mean, think about their season. Think about what they've had to endure. And then, you know, you would think, you would think if you were a member of the Raiders and you saw what happened two months ago to Henry Ruggs, who was driving at an unbelievably high rate of speed and has since been charged with numerous felonies that took the life of an innocent 23-year-old woman, you would think that you would probably think twice before you got behind the wheel of a vehicle after drinking. You would think. But that was not the case with Nate Hobbs, the rookie nickelback for the Raiders. Can you imagine, seriously now, can you imagine being on that team and living through that tragedy? And seeing your teammate, who is going to be in all likelihood incarcerated for a long period of time because he did not seek the advice and common sense to hire for free a driver. You would think that Nate Hobbs, that would have resonated, but he was arrested on a misdemeanor charge. UI hours after the team returned from their victory against the Colts. It's unbelievable. It really is. 4.09 a.m., Las Vegas police received the call of a driver asleep inside of a vehicle, you ready for this, which was parked on the exit ramp of a parking garage. The officers made contact with the driver, who turned out to be Nate Hobbs, He failed a field sobriety test. He was transported to a detention center, and he was booked for a DUI misdemeanor. You just can't make this stuff up. Raiders, by the way, this weekend, Sunday night football, winner take all, 
with the Chargers. But it's been some year uh, for the Raiders. Hey, if you want to get in on the program, uh, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll do it. If you are waiting for my podcast, it will be released as soon as I'm done with this Listen App show. A phenomenal, and I mean a phenomenal conversation with Sean Salisbury today. All right? Really good conversation. All right, if you have any questions about NFL playoff scenarios, we talked a little bit yesterday about the 49ers and their situation where a three-way tie hurts them and they're head-to-head with Philadelphia, who's already clinched a playoff spot. And, you know, the games this weekend that are important, and there are numerous ones. So it's coming down uh, to the final week of the season, and I think most people really, you know, appreciate that. You know, if you're a fan of my team, the Giants, you knew you were out of it before the season began, so there was no drama there, you know? Uh, Kansas City at Denver. Kansas City can only get the number one seed if they win and uh, Tennessee loses. Tennessee is out of Houston, so you don't figure that is going to happen, all right? Uh, The big game is, well, there are a couple big games, but the Raiders and the Chargers on Sunday night, you've got a... NFC West matchup with the 49ers and the Rams, important for both teams. Rams, of course, and the Cardinals trying to go for the uh, top spot uh, in the West. The Rams have had a nice end to the season. The uh, Cardinals, who went into Dallas uh, and beat Dallas. So, you know, a lot of different scenarios uh, at play here. But if you're a fan of the 49ers and the Raiders, two huge, huge games. I know San Francisco has owned the Rams. I, I'd be, I'd actually be shocked. I, very surprised. Maybe not shocked. I'm never shocked in the National Football League. I would be very surprised to see San Francisco beat the Rams this weekend. Uh, I, it would surprise me. If they had Garoppolo at quarterback, it would still surprise me. You know, again, the Rams playing much better. And I, I just don't see how Garoppolo is going to be able to play. All right, he obviously couldn't play on uh, Sunday, so we'll see. Rams need the game to win the division, and the 49ers with a tough, tough situation here. Yeah, you, know, you know, you're looking at New Orleans, and you're probably figuring when you look, and the Saints, by the way. Who has a read on the Saints with everything that they've gone on this year with all of the COVID uh, and all of the uh, injuries? And I could see the Saints losing. I could see the Saints losing uh, on Sunday. I, I don't think the Saints are that good, you know, at Atlanta. I could easily see that. So, again, if you want to get in on the program today, uh, raise your hand. Hit your hand icon. And uh, we will get you uh, right on the show. All right, NBA tonight. Uh, Kings are in L.A. to take on the Lakers. Phoenix at New Orleans. The Knicks host the Pacers. Spurs are in Toronto. uh, And Memphis travels to Cleveland. That is your uh, NBA schedule. You know, you look at the Lakers. Yeah, I don't even know what to say anymore, you know, about the Lakers. I'm, I'm not sure how anyone can really get a read on the Lakers, other than the fact that they're just not very good. Westbrook has been a disaster, right? Anybody out there want to dispute that? Uh, Davis, who, you know, gets hurt, 
repeatedly. Uh, the Lakers have climbed back to 500 with two wins in a row at 19 and 19, and the Kings at 16 up and 22 down. Again, you don't know what to expect from night to night with either of these teams, both the Kings uh, and the Lakers. You know, I look at the recent body of work for L.A. They've won three of four. They won at Houston. They beat Portland 133-106. to 106, And then they won a home game against Minnesota 108-103. to 103. So we'll see. They got the Lakers have uh, the Kings, Atlanta, Memphis. Then they're at Sacramento again on January 12th. So if you want to talk about that, uh, feel free to raise your hand. I'll put you up on stage with me. And we can get it going on right here on Listen App. Nothing new on the NFL front as it relates to uh, COVID. You're hoping that with the new restriction or the ease of restrictions and everything else, uh, that it will not affect uh, the playoffs. But you kind of get the feeling that it's going to come up and bite somebody. You kind of get the feeling it's going to come up uh, and bite somebody. So one week left in the National Football League. The other aspect of what's going to happen this week is on Monday, you're going to have coaches fired in the National Football League. So who is on the uh, hot seat in the National Football League? All right. No one in the AFC. All coaches are secure there. Probably everybody is safe. In the AFC North, when I said AFC, I meant the East. Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets. Uh, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Browns, all good. Uh, AFC North, we know what's going on in Jacksonville. Don't know what the hell's going on in Houston. I would think AFC West is secure. NFC East, you know, I don't know how Joe Judge comes back to the Giants. Although I don't think it's really his fault, but I could see a change there. You could see a change in Chicago with Matt Nagy. Could see a change in Minnesota with Mike Zimmer. Uh, you know, with the amount of money the rules making in Carolina, probably not. No changes in the NFC West. So, but you will see some. You will definitely see some firing uh, that's coming up uh, this week. All right, let's get to some phone calls with uh, Alfred. Hey, Al, how are you today? I'm good, Nate. Welcome back. Thank you, buddy. Um, you know, I'm a longtime Rams fan, and, you know, this five-game losing streak, you know, I, I go back, you know, I remember when they lost 17 in a row to the Niners, man, in the 90s. You know, it was just, yep. uh, it was just at one point, it didn't matter who played quarterback for them. You know, Jim Drunkenmiller played one game. He's 10 out of 25, three interceptions, one touchdown, and the Niners still beat him because the – they're, they just couldn't get it done, and now I'm, I hope that uh, you know the, the Rams can just take care of business. But Stafford's, you know, the last two two weeks, man, three turnovers. Yep. You know he's got to he's got to he's got to take care of it. We got to play a clean game against the Niners, or or it's not going to be it's not going to happen. They got to play. Well, they have one five, you know, they have one five in a row, so they got to be feeling good about themselves. I'm talking about the Rams, you know, it started with that Monday night game right. you know, at Arizona. So they come, listen, if they cannot beat San Francisco Sunday, uh, that there are no excuses. They, you got Trey Lance playing quarterback. I don't think he's ready against this defense. 
there is no excuse for the Rams not to win this game. You make a great point uh, about Stafford, but there is no excuse to lose this game at home on Sunday afternoon. No, you're right. They definitely righted the ship, and and a lot of us, you know, they've come together. A lot of guys have had to step up. You got, you know, Greg Gaines, who was in his third year out of uh, Washington, and he was the nose tackle, and he had to step in when Joseph Day got hurt and went out, and he's played really well. Yep. So they've had some pretty guys step in and and play well, but uh, I agree with you. I think. Uh, you know, they got to take care of business if they're going to be legitimate. They're in the playoffs, but I mean, one thing you still like, still like to see them, you know, make make a run, but, you know, I'm just hoping for the best. But uh, do you think your Giants are going to um, keep Joe Judge? You think they're going to hang on to him? Or what I do you think, think they probably will for one more year. I definitely 100% can guarantee you that David Gettleman will not be the general manager. I do think that they'll stay with Judge for one more year gut feeling uh would it shock me if they don't no but i gut feeling as i think they will who do you like as far as oh my gosh well you got to hire a general manager first you know once you get a new general manager then you can go from there Uh, who do you like for a new general manager as far as that's a great question somebody from outside the organization the giants have had a history of always going within the organization people that have roots i'm done with that they need a different philosophy go out and get the best guy regardless of if he has any ties with the giants or not that to me is the what they should do because it has not worked. It has not worked yeah. with the Giants. It just has not worked. Yeah, and they've had uh, they've had a lot. How about Daniel Jones? You think he's still? Well, I'm hearing Daniel Jones's injury uh, is extremely serious. Mm. Where we could even be talking about his career. So you know, again, um, that th- th- that's something they have to obviously look at and look at very closely. Oh no, I didn't know that. But anyway, thanks for taking my call. Go Rams, and thanks for all your hard work. Thank you. I really appreciate your phone call. Yeah, I, I'm hearing Daniel Jones' injury is something that uh, could uh, affect uh, his career. So, you know, another another uh, situation with the Giants are a mess. I mean, they really are. I don't know what else to say. They're an absolute mess. They're a mess. You know, no other way to say it. They're an absolute uh, mess. All right, if you want to get in on the program like Al, just hit your hand icon, uh, raise your hand, and we will be happy to take your uh, phone call. You know, the New York Post, which I always talk about them, they had, you know, speaking about Al and his question, uh, they had a story today called Hog Follies. The many missteps, many missteps, the many missteps of David Gettleman's Giants tenure. He is the uh, general manager. Uh, And the opening line says, this isn't the way Dave Gettleman envisioned heading in to retirement. Well, it's been uh, it's been an awful. He's done a horrible job, horrible, uh, absolutely an awful job with that team. Terrible. All right, uh, football teams that are going to the playoffs. You have to also wonder if Kansas City, and you know if they are going to be affected by losing that game to Cincinnati and in all likelihood the number one seed overall with Tennessee having a win at Houston uh, to get that. So, yeah, I, I, I think Kansas City has proven they can win anywhere. Uh, they're going to be a tough out, you know, if they're healthy and you're playing them. It doesn't matter whether it's uh, at home or on the road, but it looks like Kansas City now, if 
they're going to go back to the Super Bowl, assuming that Tennessee's the number one seed and wins, you know, a couple of games to get to the AFC championship game. You know, when I look at the playoffs right now, I think this year maybe more than any, and we always say this every year, but I don't think there are any great teams. I mean, who who are the great teams right now in the National Football League? And by great, I mean teams that separate themselves. Anybody in the AFC East? No. Right? AFC North? No. AFC South? No. Kansas City 11 and 5? You know, NFC East, no. Green Bay, maybe they're a, a little bit better than everybody else, but by a whisker at 13-3. and three. Tampa, with their situation at wide receiver and their injuries, they're not great. The Rams are 12-4, and four, but, yeah, they've won five in a row, but they also went through a bad stretch. They're not great. I just, I don't think there are any great games, and I'm looking at the playoffs this year. You know, look at the AFC, for example. Buffalo, New England, Cincinnati, Tennessee, Kansas City, and either Indianapolis, the Raiders, the Chargers. I mean, I could see any of those teams winning a couple games in the playoffs. NFC, Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Eagles. I'd be surprised if the Eagles do it, but, you know, the Eagles are 9-7. and seven. You know, the National Football League is balanced. And I think Green Bay might might be the most complete team, you know, in the National Football League. And, you know, let's face it, they have a great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, I look at Tampa. They barely beat the Jets, who stink. You know, Tampa's 12-4. and four. Yeah, I know they have Tom Brady, but, I mean, I, I would be surprised. I'd be very surprised if Tampa's able to do what they did last year. I I don't think they would beat the Packers this year. I'm not so sure they beat the Rams or the Cardinals. I'm not so sure they would beat the 49ers if Jimmy Garoppolo was playing quarterback. But this year, once we get through this weekend of the uh, National Football League, uh, it is definitely going to be fun. All right, you got Alabama and Georgia coming up uh, for the National uh, Championship game. And it's pretty simple to me. Is Georgia going to get a better play from the quarterback in Bennett? Is he going to be able to handle being on that stage against this team? And we're talking about Stetson Bennett. All right. This is going to be the biggest test of his life. He was very good against Michigan with three touchdowns. And he gets the rematch that he and the Georgia Bulldogs wanted. All right, we know how good Bryce Young is, best quarterback in college football. We already know that. Heisman Trophy winner. But Georgia, who got, you know, beat badly, and Alabama had no problem going the length of the field against that defense. Now you look at Alabama and Georgia for the second time in a month. And now you have Alabama who a lot of people think now will beat Georgia, whereas those people did not think they would beat them in the SEC title game. So we got that next week. We got the NFL, NBA. If you want to talk about it, raise your hand, and we will put you right up on stage. All right? I want to hear from you on this Tuesday as we get you through uh, the new year. 
Before you know it, the golf season will be in full force. Before you know it, we'll be talking about the Masters and hopefully baseball. I'm not hearing anything on the labor front. Spring training is supposed to start next month, but you know, with the lockout and everything else, uh, don't expect the players and the union or the players and the uh, owners uh, to be able to come up with an agreement uh, any time soon. All right, so we got all of that uh, and anything else that's going on. You know, I got a call yesterday. It was a very good call about the transfer portal. And we talked about college sports and we got name, image, and likeness and how it's changing. I wonder what the future of college sports is going to be like five years from now, 10 years from now. Is it going to be completely different than we see today? I mean, you got Oklahoma and Texas bolting for the SEC. You know, are we going to have a complete realignment as it relates to college football teams and conferences? You know, are we going to see a completely revamped college football playoff? And by revamped, I'm talking about more than four teams. You know, you look at the money that coaches are making right now. It's uh, the the landscape in college sports uh, is definitely, definitely uh, changing. There are a lot of things that are changing on the sports landscape. You know, not just, you know, professional sports, college football sports, but, you know, there's a lot going on in the uh, political world, which I hate. Uh, getting into unless unless it affects sports. And we are starting to see it affects sports. And we have a big, big story uh, as it relates to swimming and a transgender athlete. And it's being talked about everywhere. So much so that the team was talking about boycotting a meet. And I don't know where this is all heading. You know, I really don't. But there have been a lot of stories about this. And, yeah, I think it's common sense. It's a it's a hot topic. And I know a lot of people are going to get upset, you know, with me. Because the University of Pennsylvania, Leah Thomas, uh, also swam on Penn's male team when she was Will Thomas. And even some of Thomas's teammates have made their disapproval known. And you can't blame them. I mean, you can't blame them. What are you, what are you supposed to say? Again, I deal with common sense here. You know? This is going to be, as we hit 2022, this is going to be a very hot topic, period. You know, Phil Mushnick, who I love quoting, you know, wrote this last week in the New York Post. Even some of Thomas's female teammates have been unable to perform the politically correct charade, making their disapproval known. Thomas's success as a female swimmer don't come close to the minimal standards of passing the stink test. They reek of race fixing, the antithesis of fair play. Still, 
unless they abjectly apologize for their inability to abandon common sense, these logical naysayers risk being tossed into that vat of intolerant evil haters, then boiled as transphobic. Well, you know, you, you can't really argue with that paragraph, can you? You really cannot argue with that paragraph. I mean, you can, regardless of what side of the fence you're on, it's common sense. It's common sense. You know, and, you know, Phil was talking about the president, talking about, you know, Joe Biden and what he has said uh, publicly on this. He said uh, during his campaign, quote, I promise you there is no reason to suggest that there should be any right denied your, in parentheses, transgender daughter, none, zero. Said children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they will be denied access to the restroom, the locker room, or school sports. And Phil says it very well. Well, But what about common sense? The kind predicated on fair play. As former males have destroyed the field and women's athletic events, if you don't both see and celebrate the equity in that inequity, run for your life. You will be condemned as a bigot, as transphobic. Of course, that's an absurd conflation of realities that only the blindly wishful would blend in order to castigate. To explain those who prefer fair play over a stacked deck as mentally disturbed, phobic, has nothing to do with any phobia unless fair play advocates are in profound need of psychotherapy, if not lobotomies. I'm left to learn on the visceral, the first person, what if? If a beloved young woman in Biden's life who had trained to reach the top of her sport at her level, high school runner or tennis player or college swimmer or basketball player, were to be denied her sporting chance to further succeed by former males in competition against her, Biden would be what? Pleased? Proud to have so fully supported those who deny the deserving what they so tirelessly trained to achieve? Would he find male to female champions as worthy of admirable achievement on behalf of equality when the achievement was predicated on preposterous inequality. I, I Again, I I don't see how you can argue with that. Again, I deal with common sense here. But as we turn the page, and this country continues to, I, I don't even know what term you use anymore. People use woke. I don't even know what to use anymore. I like to use common sense. It's common sense. I know what side I'm on in this debate, but I also respect your view and your opinion, if it's different than mine. But to me, I go back to common sense. And this is not an equal playing field, in my opinion. All right, if you want to get in on the program, just raise your hand, hit your hand icon, and I will put you uh, up on stage. And once you're up on stage like Jeff, you can talk to me. Hello, Jeff, how are you? Great. How are you doing, Grant? Do you have a happy Jeff, I'm well. What can I do for you? Well, hey, what do you think if uh, these, uh, well, you know, the transgender, if they want to try to go into uh, the WNBA and 
and, and dominated the women and how, how would they tolerate that i don't know it hasn't happened yet but it, it will happen i can almost guarantee you it probably will happen so um that's why i said you know this is now becoming a uh, a, a much more discussed topic and i think it's going to create a lot of a lot of uh divisiveness uh in our in our communities i really do you're starting to see it already yeah can, can you just imagine some bigger person bigger guy were just just running over him you just slam dunking him and just taking over the game it's gonna happen like it's gonna happen it, it's gonna happen there's no question it's going to happen it's a, it's only a matter of time yeah. it is going it's, to happen it's, it's pathetic I go back uh, to just, common sense. I don't know how, and again, I'm not, I don't, I don't know how anyone in their right mind can say that a transgender woman competing in her line of sport against other f- females. I cannot understand how anyone can say that is equal and that there's not an advantage. And until that scientific uh, or, or medical data is put in front of me, that is conclusive. I will uh, use my common sense and say, nah, that's not fair. Well, you're, you're 100% right. And I feel sorry for these girls that train, you know, since they're 10, 11, 12 years old, go through, you know, junior programs and all the way up and they go to try to medal and try to make the Olympics and, or get scholarships to go to college. And, and, you know, they, they got to build a resume and then they're getting smoked, you know, in the, these swimming events and stuff by uh, almost a lap. It's, it's yeah, and crazy. here's the other deal. I don't understand why in this country you and I can't have an opinion without being labeled transphobic or, you know, short-sighted. No, that's how I feel. It's my opinion, and I respect if somebody feels differently than me, and we can debate it, but it doesn't mean that my opinion is invalid, just like yours isn't invalid. I feel a certain way. Uh, I'm, I'm entitled to how I feel, and I'm not changing how I feel. Well, I live it every day, Grant. I have a, a, a gay brother He's my only brother. He's younger than me. And uh, just imagine, you know, I'm conservative and he's liberal. And uh, so I've lived it all my life. So uh, well, again, I know I, exactly what you're talking about. Thanks very much for the call. I appreciate it. And I don't have any problem. Right. I don't have any problem if someone's gay or whatever. I have many friends that are gay. I also have uh, uh, some friends that have children that want to be transgender all right and Dwayne Wade in his situation he's been very public about his transgender child I have a very good friend who is going through this with a daughter who wants to be a boy it's it's real life and it's not that atypical and I've listened to podcast to try to get educated on this i've listened to experts to try to get more knowledge of this and again i don't understand it but i i i'm not going to belittle somebody i'm not going to uh, chastise someone if they're a male and want to be a female or vice versa it's your life you do what's best for you i i have whatever just like your sexuality i don't care what your sexuality is i don't care what your religion is and I, I've always tried to say this. To me, you're either a good person or you're not. 
That's how I generalize. That's how I view a person. I don't view a person on their ethnicity, their religion, their sexuality. I don't really care. I really don't. But when it comes to sports, I'm sorry. I don't feel that a transgender female competing against other females is fair. I don't think it's fair. I don't have a daughter. I have two boys. But if I had a daughter who was an athlete and was competing against transgenders, that would bother me. It would bother me because I don't think it's fair. The individual being a transgender wouldn't bother me. Again, if that's something that is important to you and you want to change your sexuality, I mean, if you want to change going from a male to a female or a female to a male, that's fine. That's I have no issues with that. But I do have an issue when it comes to inequity on the playing field. And I'm sorry, I don't believe it's fair. And I, 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 if people want to call me names, because that's how I feel, go ahead, call me all the names in the world you want. That's a, that's my opinion. A lot of people agree with me. A lot of people disagree with me. But certainly, we're entitled to have those conversations, are we not? All right, if you want to weigh in on anything that we're talking about today, uh, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Again, NBA uh, tonight, Kings and Lakers, final weekend of the NFL season. Then you got the national championship with Alabama and Georgia. And again, anything you want to talk about, uh, let me know. As soon as I get off this program, uh, I will release my podcast. And then coming up on Friday, Susan Waldman, New York Yankees radio broadcaster, she and John Sterling from the Yankees broadcast booth. Susan's got some of the great stories. I had her on my podcast. Oh, gosh, it's been a while ago. But I looked at the numbers the other day. I've had the fourth largest audience with Susan Wallman. People loved her and I got a lot of great feedback. So I reached out to her and she's going to join me on Friday. So I'm really looking forward to that. She's got amazing stories and what great perspective. Uh, and she's a real pioneer in this business. You know, you talk about, you know, breaking barriers. I mean, she broke a barrier. I mean, think about that. Susan Wallman, a lifelong Boston Red Sox fan, Lifelong Boston fan ends up being a New York Yankees broadcaster, okay, with John Sterling. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. And she and I will uh, have a conversation for you that you'll be able to listen to on Friday. So we've got uh, that to look forward to. I'm lining up a couple of other guests in the days ahead. Uh, Today's podcast, I think you're going to really enjoy my conversation with Sean Salisbury, uh, I'll put that up uh, on the podcast platform here in just a little bit. Again, uh, the Raiders and the Chargers, that's the game this week. As I said, I don't understand how you can go through what the Raiders went through as a team and what happened to Henry Ruggs and the life of an innocent 23-year-old person lost because of his stupidity, his just unfathomable actions. And you got your Nate Hobbs and you're behind the wheel charged with a misdemeanor DUI. I, I just, I don't get it. I mean, I really don't. But there are a lot of things I don't get in sports. I don't get Antonio Brown. I don't get how he's allowed to play in the National Football League. You know, I, I, there are a lot of things I don't get. But I don't understand how you can possibly go through what the Raiders went through as a team after that Henry Ruggs accident that took the life of a 23-year-old lady who burned alive in a car and then be arrested 
for a DUI. Just unfathomable to me. It really is. All right. Hey, tomorrow, same time, 3 o'clock. We'll do it. Need your phone calls tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a open form Wednesday, so we can talk about anything tomorrow. All right. Make it a good one. Thanks for listening to Listen Up here. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.